You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, sometimes the international. We cover down on all the issues. And like that dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, I'm moving to number two of today's Triple Dipper. So as I'm as I'm going into this section of the show, uh, the whole thing, I, I, I call this section infighting. And by the way, infighting ain't always bad. Sometimes it's healthy. Sometimes you're getting things out in the open. Sometimes you're dealing with issues or controversy. You're not letting it stew up. And sometimes, though, it's unhealthy. And I think we've seen in the Alabama Democrat Party uh, how unhealthy their infighting can be to the extent that they are almost a non-issue right now in statewide politics. But I'm bringing somebody on that I wanted to uh, give us some perspective uh, somebody I consider a friend, Paul Reynolds. Uh, he's been he and his wife Joan have been involved in Alabama Republican politics now for many years, and he is actually uh, one of Alabama's uh, national committeemen to the RNC, to the National Republican Party. Um, and he wrote a piece the other day, and I got an email copy of it um, about why he believed it was necessary to try and seek a change in leadership at the RNC. And I thought, you know what? What a perfect segue into this segment that I'm going to do today. So without further ado, let me bring him on. Uh, Paul Reynolds, how are you today, sir? Hello, Phil. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good to be with you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you uh, making some time for us. Um, listen, i got to ask you, uh, you know, I watched with some fascination. I, I shared the sentiment that I felt like we needed a change in leadership uh, at the RNC. Um, and apparently you agreed with that, and you even had a survey done about it. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I do. I'd be glad to. Um, When it came time to start considering what we were going to do about the next two years, see the term for the uh, national chairs, two years at the time. Uh, And um, when it came time to be considering, uh, we had been told previously that she would not be seeking another term. So we said, okay, well, that's good. Who who are we looking for? Then we find that uh, not only is she seeking another term, uh, there's um, approaching, uh, let's see, I think it was 107 out of 168 members of the RNC that had signed on with her. And um, so the bottom line was we had to make sure that we were not making a mistake by continuing to look for somebody else because there had been some incidents that had happened that for various reasons we had said no. You know, the RNC can't continue to go along this way. Uh, we fight first uh, to try to suppress uh, intrusion into our bailiwick uh, from something called wokeness. Yeah. Uh, and it's every time you turn around, there's a new angle that the woke effort is trying to pull on you. And it's not just coming from the Democrats. It comes uh, also from people that propose to make modifications to the Republican Party to allow it. So we started looking for who we wanted to support, but uh, also... 
we needed to know what the support was in the background. In other words, how, for me, how did the people in Alabama look at uh, the position they wanted to take on this? And other states started getting a feedback, too. We do an awful lot of work with the southern states, uh, Arkansas in particular, uh, Tennessee uh, a lot, uh, with um, uh, one of the members of the Florida delegation, and then all of the ones in the Louisiana delegation. Uh, and um, so we were just talking among ourselves, and we came up. The guy that was interested in it, we were looking to, was Lee Zeldin, from New York State. Right. You have to do some vetting there because uh, even though he's a Republican, he is from New York State. So <laughs> wait a minute, let's take a look at what we're getting. Uh, and so we did We did some homework, and Lee was interested in it, and he said, came back to us finally and said, no, you know, I can't do it because I'll tell you, uh, there's too much home cooking. He said, this thing is already decided. Uh, you're not going to be able to uh, get get past this wow. wall. I think what you need to do is to work through the locals and check and see if you've got some traction there. Well, you know, I thought I knew what Alabama uh, believed, and I thought I was always in touch uh, with the members of the State Republican Executive Committee, 500 people now. I make up that committee. I think it's up to 505. Um, and so I said, you know, I need to find out exactly what is happening. So I commissioned a survey monkey among the members of the state executive committee. And uh, right before the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, we got ready to go. And then on the first week of December or so, we kicked it open and we we're going to leave it open about 10 to uh, 14 days for people to take their time and vote on it, and then we would compile it. But we got into it, uh, I think, uh, right about days, uh, six or eight days, uh, and the guy that was doing the uh, survey for me, Chris Brown, uh, who is an expert in doing those type functions, said, hey, we've been hacked been hacked. Uh, and he said, yeah, the survey has, it's not exactly a hack, but it is a, it was infiltrated. Um, and it wasn't that hard to do because, uh, the invitation that I gave to the 500 members, I put a link on the invitation. All you had to do was click on it and you could get access to the survey. Uh, and then apparently Somewhere in the ones that I sent out, it was uh, emailed to another state, and people began to distribute it then, and we oh, wow. discovered that people in other states were voting in it. But we had enough to get a good representative sample of the uh, people. It was approaching 150, 147, I believe, 100, some, somewhere in that area had voted, uh, and so we compiled the numbers we had, and they came back so skewed one way, uh, and I don't want to let maybe a better word than skewed. They were running, and it was an accurate survey. They were running so strongly 
toward uh, one particular thought that I held back from releasing the results because we well, had some functions and, coming up. And then, Paul, if you don't the, mind, uh, if you don't mind me jumping in there real quick, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say for the benefit of the audience. I mean, you you basically found that your survey came back and showed that 93% of those surveyed wanted to see a change in leadership at the RNC, um, and which, of course, didn't happen. And I know you have some thoughts on that. But was this, in your opinion, that knowing that we kept Ronald McDaniel as the RNC chair, and I've only got about three minutes left here, but when we keep an RNC chair as it was, even though 93% of the surveyed members of yours and even Alabama sent a vote of no confidence in her, has this been healthy? Is it, is it something that's going to help shape us in the future in the right direction as a Republican Party? Or has it been an unhealthy infighting kind of thing? Well, you know, that's a good question. And I don't think we fully know the answer yet. Uh, you know, the fighting in the House of Representatives, apparently, as it appears now, was a good thing. Yeah. Because it, uh, we are on the right track in the House. The jury is still out about how uh, the people that won are going to receive it. Uh, and it's not the ones that lost or rebelling. It's the ones that won. Uh, and I don't know how that's going to come out yet. Uh, we'll see because they're still, uh, it's still boiling. Um, and uh, we don't have the exact, exact answer, Phil. One of the things that I said and what, what I sent out, I want to try to get this all behind us as quickly as we can because I had promised a report to the committee, and that's what I did. Uh, what you saw was the, it was not released uh, as such uh, to uh, a press release or anything. It was designed to go to the committee, but still it's going to be out in the public, so I'll feel free to talk about it. Um, but um, what we want to do is corrupt the issues we have at the RNC not destroy the RNC. We don't want to injure the RNC because the RNC is the backbone of the party. Uh, you can have all of the muscle in the party you want. You can have all of the mind uh, power in the party you want. But if you've got a poor skeletal uh, position, you don't have much of a, a fighter. And so, therefore, we have to have a strong RNC so I want to try to get this behind us as much as possible. I can certainly see that, and I, and, I, and I agree with your sentiments in that regard. I mean, if you, if you don't get the team back together before the next big game, then, then we got problems. You, you did say in uh, part of your mail-out that you, you do believe that we've been ignoring the grassroots. Uh, are, do, you, do you feel like oh, we're going to see more of a grassroots in the RNC's efforts going forward? Truly hope so. That is what we're pushing for more and more is accountability of the RNC to the grassroots uh, believer, voter in Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, Louisiana, all of us working together uh, and maybe letting grassroots have a little bit more say pushing their ideas up the line. And I know I'm willing to work on that, and that's what I'm proposing to do. Well, that's that's I think that's the only I think 
I think there's got to be an effort made in that regard. I think it also shows that that the the, the populist uh, form of uh, politics has gained a lot of traction in recent years, and and people are tired of status quo. They want to they want to know that the kitchen table conversations actually percolate their way all the way to the top, and. Um, and so, uh, Mr. Reynolds, I really appreciate your time today. That's it's fascinating to me to get this email from you, and I really appreciate you uh, answering to a quick invitation to come on the show today. Sure, be glad to anytime. All if right. I can help you, let me know. Well, we will definitely do it again. Uh, it's Paul Reynolds. Thank you so much, sir. Paul Reynolds, who is the uh, national committeeman from Alabama uh, to the RNC, talking about his recent email to the entire party. I've got a copy of it here in my hands, uh, in which he says that they did a survey. Prior to the uh, change in leadership, and 93% of those surveyed um, uh, believe they needed a change in leadership, which didn't happen when they got up to the RNC for the vote, which, you know, you know, they various reasons. But he points out in here, he said, the thing we've got to do is we've got to represent the folks back home. He said, in other words, we are totally ignoring the sentiments of the grassroots. There seems to be some complete disconnect developing, and we've underperformed nationally. And as a party, he's saying, we've got to move it forward. Um, all right, listen, I'm going to come right back from this break. What does this mean for the Republican Party? And, oh, by the way, let's switch gears and talk about the Democrat Party because they got their own issues. Do they got issues? Oh, Lord, they got issues. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, talking about some infighting. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 